Thanks to ZocDoc for supporting the Apple Bits XL. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who accept your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Go to ZocDoc.com slash AppleBits and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? What's up? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. It is episode 221, and this is going to be a pretty tight show because this is everything that we know and everything that we have heard right before, kind of like the final preview of WWDC 2022. Now, I told you all last week that I was very Lucky and fortunate to get invited to go to Apple Park. I'm going to be on campus. I'm going to be there for the keynote. And I also said, hey, I was going to try and get you guys a live stream from there. But I was just told today, just like basically about 15 minutes ago, that Apple will not be allowing any live stream of any type coming out of Apple Park during the WWDC keynote and event. So unfortunately, that means I will not have one. But it also means that I will be on site to kind of get the first scoop. And you know I will be cranking out those videos until whatever time it takes for me to get them out same day. Who knows what Apple's going to show us? Uh, They have not told me a single thing. Everyone's throwing around ideas of what we expect to see. But again, the keynote, WWDC, will happen on Monday, June the 8th, 10 a.m., You can watch Apple's live stream and then basically just hang out and wait on my YouTube channel to find out what I'll be posting next. And hopefully I can get some cool content with some of the other creators that are out there. But it's going to be hectic. This is the first time I've ever been there. So I'm kind of going to be a fish out of water. I'm hoping to maybe document some of that stuff. I will see. But my, you know, my priority, my main focus is focus on whatever they announce and whatever we get to see. So the big thing obviously is, okay, we know they're going to do an update for all the operating systems. But what about the hardware? What are we going to see there? And to me, everything is pointing to, and my inkling is that we will see hardware. And I, I do believe that we will see the MacBook Air there. Now, no one has told me anything, but I'm just kind of putting the pieces together. And I, I could not imagine us not seeing a new MacBook Air at this event. Now, It is right now, based on rumors and reports, the most likely to appear. But I'm talking about things that I've seen and noticed, and I can't outright say them, that would lead me to believe that the MacBook Air is going to show up at WWDC this year specifically. Now, we had talked to Mark Gurman about maybe three weeks ago. He came on the show, and he said that it had always been planned all along for Apple to bring the MacBook Air with an M2 chip at this show and make the announcement. But... There's been a lot of different things happening over in the supply chain and overseas with suppliers and also the pandemic affecting uh, manufacturing plants and where these products come from. And so it really kind of left a cloud of uncertainty of when we would see them. Uh, but all signs appear to say, hey, this MacBook Air will be everything we've seen and heard, kind of a slimmer design modeled after the MacBook Pro lineup. So that kind of flatter, just very minimalist clean design the expectation it will not have a mini led display it will not have promotion but this will be a 13.6 inch display which i believe is 
0.3 inches larger than the current uh, MacBook Air. So it's going to be slightly bigger. It won't be as large as the 14-inch MacBook Pro, but just slightly somewhere in between there size-wise. Uh, you're you're going to get the 1080p webcam. Ideally, you're, it'll have center stage on it as well. That remains to be seen. Also, this design here, two USB-C ports, one on each side, potentially MagSafe. But the biggest thing is kind of like the color palette, which I'm really excited for to kind of model the iMac 24-inch with colors, with kind of that off-white. And it was really interesting how some people are complaining so much about off-white. And I'm just saying, look, if you don't want it, then buy a different model. Like, I remember the days of the iBook, completely white bezel, loved it, had no problem with it. And I think that it really is, there's pro users who might be vocal about it, which tend to be the creators that are like, oh, I don't want that. And I think most consumers love the fact that colors and a color palette is part of this potential MacBook Air. To me, easily the product of the year, at least the Mac of the year for Apple, just because of its price point. It's a portable laptop. We're doing this right before back to school. There's so many things that line up that make this thing feel incredible, right? You're going to still have the off-white bezels and keyboard, the whole redesigned body that I talked about, the notch, the biggest, maybe, I don't want to say controversy, but the biggest buzz is this will have a notch for that camera and then multiple colors. The other thing that is being floated around is, hey, will we actually see an all-new M2 processor in here or will we see an M1 with maybe improved cores? Now, we do remember that the M1 chip was first, if you look back at previous Apple events, the M1 chip made its debut at Apple Keynote. So if that's the case, right, if that's the case, it would it would make sense to, or at least they announced their, how about this, they announced their silicon transition. They didn't actually go with a deep dive of the M1 at WWDC. That was WWDC 2020, so two years ago. They at least teased like, hey, we're doing our own Apple Silicon. You know, we're moving off from Intel, but they didn't give us the deep dive and then blow our minds with the performance of the M1. So we now know everything about the M1. Will we get a deep dive of the M2? Because, you know, they're going to be announcing so many things. Do they have time? If they're going to announce a MacBook Air, I think it goes, it's a perfect story is show off the M2, our next generation, and then hardware that comes with it. But again, the focus of this is software. And I wouldn't be surprised if this new MacBook Air just got a more fine-tuned M1 chip and then we'd see the M2 kind of get its, you know, its its iconic presentation with all the improvements and then announce that the M2, the, you know, M2 Ultra or M2 Extreme will be in the new Mac Pro product or will it be and M1 um, Super Juiced. So you could decide what you what you think is going to happen. But I, I if I had a if I was a betting man, I would say MacBook Air coming to WWDC. If you're talking about hardware, there's also still another thing that is expected to come here at this show. Maybe, maybe not. I think the chances of this are a lot less likely. But we're talking about Apple's AR VR headset. Now, it's really unlikely that we're going to see the entire shebang the form factor we're going to know learn about the specs 
get demos. I don't think we're going to see that, but you know, there's been this kind of long rumor thing. It is WWDC. It is the developers conference. Could we see a peak of reality OS, which is the operating system that will be running inside the Apple VR AR headset? I don't even call it Apple glasses anymore. Cause I know that the first one is going to be kind of a big headset. Now, what was kind of interesting is this past week as timing had it, uh, a trademark for reality OS surfaced and with a foreign filing date deadline of June 8th, 2022, that's just two days after WWDC. But as people and lawyers looked at it more carefully, they said it's probably more likely a coincidence that this um, for, you know trademark filing deadline was for June 8th, 2022. And it doesn't mean that we're going to see the headset at WWDC. But, you know, maybe maybe they give us a sneak peek about it. I mean, they've done things like this before. If you look at historically some of the surprises that we've we've had in past, let's say, WWDC is because some people's like, oh, it's a software event. Yes, it is. But they have done hardware and they've done it more frequently than you think. If we go back to something, uh, let's talk about 2017. They released and announced the HomePod, the original HomePod, which is now discontinued. They shut off the iMac Pro, which was kind of like a, I would I would call a little bit of a Band-Aid to hold over Pro users who are waiting for an expandable desktop, which they ended up getting kind of ish with the tra- with the with the Mac Pro, but not really, right? With the trash can Mac Pro, but not really. So they did release that. Um, it was that super space gray iMac Pro finish, which still looks incredible. Now in 2018, there was no hardware. But in 2019, that's when we saw them announce the redesigned Mac Pro and the Pro Display XDR. Man, that that was only basically three years ago. It seems like it just reminds you of how fast time can like fly by. I mean, I was independent. I was just maybe, what, a year into being independent when that Mac Pro came out. But I didn't have the resources to support that. So I didn't buy that. Um, eventually... You know, I got a Pro Display XDR because my friend got me a 25% discount on it who worked at Apple. But without that, there's no way I'm buying the Pro Display XDR. But, uh, you know, I'm it. the chances of hardware are still, you know, there's still a chance that we will see hardware here because historically they've done it. Now in 2021, there was nothing. So we've seen hardware in 2017, no hardware in 2018, hardware in 2019, um, an announcement of the silicon transition in 2020, no hardware in 2021. I think we're due in 2022 to see something. Now, this long rumored AR VR headset, this is going to be their first generation one. This is not like the dream of these super slim, minimalist AR glasses that are at least five years away from Apple. This will be their first entry. And I've said this so many times, I'm really intrigued about what they're doing, but I'm not excited about the prospects of actually opening my wallet for what is believed to be, based on reports, a $2,000 to $3,000 price point. That doesn't get me excited about the Apple glasses because we just still don't know how Apple's going to position them. Will They're not going to be nearly as intriguing for gaming as what the Quest 2 does. And then yesterday... PlayStation just showed off their state of play where they kind of give you an update of things that are happening. And they showed off ridiculous, ridiculous VR games that are coming to the PSVR 2, which is expected to arrive sometime this year, maybe around the holiday season. 
and um, there, there's there's no way Apple's going to even come close to that. So if if Apple wants to play in the gaming space, which I don't think they should, sure it can have games, but they they will not be able to compete with what's currently available on the Quest Two and what is coming on the PSVR Two. It's going to be really hard for me to see this as a gaming device. So it's going to have to be something more than that. Is it social? Is it media entertainment? Is it just accessing your apps with goggles? Or, you know, is it Apple may even go into this much like they did with the Apple Watch where it was a pretty blank canvas. It was pretty minimalist. It did a few things and they learned from people who adopted it early what direction they could go into. So, you know, I'm I'm excited about where Apple can take this down the road, but first gen, I they're gonna have to really do something to get me juiced about this. I don't know. I don't know what they can do, but it, it's gonna take a big push. So yes, we will see the operating systems all updated. Yes, we will see, I'm saying this in my in my head, in my heart. Yes, we will see a new MacBook Air and no we will not see an Apple AR VR headset. And no, I also don't think we'll see kind of some smaller things like AirPods Pro. You know what would be kind of cool? Just because I want them. Maybe they do a little, oh, we, we're releasing AirPods Max in new colors. Like they got to, you know, sometimes they got to mix things up and throw out, hey, we got some new colors coming for products that already exist. They could do that. It's still... I get it why they keep AirPods to be white, but my goodness, if they ever did a black version, ever, I think so many people would buy them. I think people who own them would buy a new pair just because they're black. Like I think the excitement around colors and Apple earbuds, it's real. And for me, AirPods Max in purple, you put them in purple, I'm going to find a good price eventually and throw down for purple AirPods Max. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Thanks again to ZocDoc for supporting the AppleBits XL. No one knows what you're looking for in a doctor better than you, and no one's better at giving you the tools to find the perfect doctor than ZocDoc. The people who created ZocDoc found the major pain points in healthcare, really all the things that weren't working, and they said, enough! And they made booking a great doctor surprisingly pain-free. ZocDoc is a free app that shows your doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Read up on local doctors, get verified patient reviews, and see what other real humans had to say about their visit. So when you walk into that doctor's office, you're set up to see someone in your network who gets you. Go to ZocDoc.com, choose a time slot, and whether you want to see the doctor in person or do a video visit, and just like that, you're booked. Find the doctor that is right for you and book an appointment that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc. In the chaotic world of healthcare, let ZocDoc be your trusted guide to find a quality doctor in a way that is surprisingly pain-free. With ZocDoc, you can get your docs in a row. Now is the time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc.com AppleBits and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash AppleBits. All right, all right. Let's talk about, I guess, really the meat and potatoes of what we're going to see at WWDC, the operating systems, right? We are going to see a lot of new tweaks and improvements. And, you know, I, it's it's always weird because 
a lot of these things that they reveal now, now these days, a lot of them, um, feel like features that we've seen on phones for literally three, four, five years. And yes, Apple's doing them in their ways, but it's hard to get excited about them. And then when I use them, I really love them. But it's not like I'm going to act like a dum-dum and be like, oh my God, I have uh, I have widgets. When widgets have been around for three or four years and I've been wanting widgets for three or four years and they finally gave them to me three or four years later. So it's like, it definitely improves the experience. And sometimes in a weird way, I think it would be easier to not follow any of this and just get surprised. I think that if you're a general consumer who's not even listening to our podcast, um, you're probably loving every time Apple reveals something new because it's it's a surprise. It feels new and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And you And you also don't use any other products at all. So basically like my mom. <laughs> just kidding, mom. I love you. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the things that we've heard. And Mark Gurman from Bloomberg put out some really interesting nuggets about a lot of the OSs and things that we'll see. So for example, iOS 16. I think last week in the show, we talked about how the iPhone 14 Pro lineup was looking to get um, a new improved display that potentially would open the gates or open the doors for an always-on display to also be supported for this new iPhone 14 Pro. Well, according to Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, um, Apple's planning to debut an enhanced lock screen specifically with iOS 16 that brings some also new widget-like control and, again, supports an always-on display. It also include wallpapers that have widget-like capabilities and this online always-on lock screen support. This was something that was planned originally for even last year's iPhone 13, but didn't make the cut. And so now we're seeing it potentially with the iPhone 14. And really, from all indications, I I hope it goes beyond... Like It sounds silly to me if it's going to be a only iPhone 14 Pro feature. First of all, it better be at least the 14s. Second of all, they better bring it back all the way down to even 13s at the minimum. And so we'll see what happens there. But it looks like basically always on and a lock screen with widgets and new wallpapers with widgets will be one of, not all of them, but one of the big features coming to iOS 16. This is what's fun about WWDC. We don't know too much. So there's a lot of things that when I watch, I go, ooh, I'm like, I like that. And other times I'm like, eh, but it. I think WWDC is one of the hardest keynotes to know specifics about, and I love that. Freaking love the fact that it's kind of like, hey, Let's put our hands up. Let's 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 be surprised. It's there's something to be said about like kind of being uh what is it Del- delighted is it, was that the word delightfully surprised? We'll see. iPad OS, uh, an OS that I've been screaming about for ages. According to the reports, major changes are expected for windowing and multitasking, and this is going to be interesting because when I first hear this, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Uh, the reports say that it'll redesign the multitasking interface to make it easier to swap between tasks and then see which apps are open. Plus, it's going to allow users to resize windows. Um, and that is a very Mac desktop-like experience to resize and then place windows wherever you want, whether they're apps, 
whether it's finders, screens like that. According to the reports, Apple plans to implement new ways for users to deal with multiple apps at once. And yes, it sounds like a Mac-like multitasking experience. And I kind of, I part of me, I think what's weird is that my gut is I would like the iPad to actually stay an iPad. Like, I like how it doesn't necessarily feel like a Mac. I've been more vocal about, okay, let's bring touchscreen capabilities to our Mac, but don't make them like an iPad. Don't make them an iPad. But for the iPad, I honestly kind of like it to stay the same, but I want to see it do more. And when I say do more, I'm always leaning on the fact that these things have ridiculous processing power and overhead. And in resizing Windows within iPad OS, okay, let me just see how it's executed. It's probably exactly what we think, like how we deal with our crazy ass whack desktops when we throw like five or 20 different things at it. But I just rather see them bring hooks to the ecosystem for pro level users for the pro apps like Logic, like Final Cut Pro. I would legitimately probably switch over to Final Cut Pro if they put it on the iPad. I'm not even kidding. Because it would make a workflow more portable and make the workflow easier. But that's not what we're expecting to see. You remember, they redesigned multitasking last year and it seems like they're going to redesign it again this year. Um, So that remains to be seen. I didn't really use multitasking much different than typically I just might put a web browser and my notes app side by side on the road when I'm writing scripts. That That's as much multitasking as I personally do. And I've never, from a functional standpoint, done the thing where I did a split screen and then had a third app on the side. I don't know anyone that actually does that on the daily or as a regular user experience. I just haven't seen that. So iPadOS is going to be interesting, but I think my personal request is keep it more like an iPad, give it more capabilities, but don't make it like a Mac, if that makes any sense. I think some people want it to be more like a Mac. I'm just expressing my ideas. I mean, I love to hear what you all think. Do you want it to be more like a Mac or do you want it to be more like an iPad and stay an iPad? Because I think there's two schools of thought there. And the thinking also is that uh, this multitasking and this new window resizing feature for iOS, or sorry, excuse me, iPad OS is probably going to work on more than just a pro machine, a pro iPad. It better, it at least better. So we'll see Monday, June 6th, WWDC is when we're going to find out all about it. Also, beyond that, we have watchOS 9. It's going to allegedly include significant improvements to watchOS that affect the day-to-day operating and navigation. And that would, when I hear that, I don't think it needs to make any major UI changes, but that sounds like UI and user experience changes, which are technically two different things. I learned that a long time ago from someone who corrected me and said, UI and UX are different. And then I learned about UI and then I learned about UX and they and they they helped me get through that process. But alongside the Apple Watch, they're saying new faces, a refresh of kind of some of the existing faces and a new low power mode. Now, here's the thing with the Apple Watch, you get about a day, day and a half, most people uh, for a Apple Watch that they bought, let's say within a year. Low power mode, okay, does that mean it's gonna save power? 
mm, I don't know about that. Or is it the, the low power warning that says, oh, we've already seen that on an Apple Watch. Is Are they going to kind of give us maybe the bare essentials of using your Apple Watch as a watch and nothing else and maybe take calls and texts, text messages? I guess, but I don't, even at that, I don't think you get two hours of battery life from that. Maybe you get like an extra three or four, but I'm not saying, oh, all of a sudden I'm going to get a two-day battery life with this new low-power mode. I don't see that. And also, it's probably so neutered that it may not be that compelling. We'll see, though. I mean, I'm desperate for the Apple Watch and the iPad specifically to do new things that are functional that allow me to use them in different ways that I just didn't do last year after the announcements. Also, what do you what, what do you think Mac OS 13? We don't know any big features. I mean, really the funny thing about it is that Mac OS development from the features they showed us at last year's WWDC, it took us until just about maybe 2 months ago for them for them to get it all uh, resolved. Right? You have the the feature where you can drag when you like it's really magical, right? But you just put like a laptop next to an iPad and you can drag windows and content back and forth like they're one single screen because it just detects it. Um, that was amazing, but that took a year to do. Literally, I think it just officially rolled out maybe now, maybe two months ago, but pretty recent. So Mark Gurman claims that macOS 13 will overhaul the system preferences to bring it more in line and look very similar more to like iOS's with kind of the, if you go into the settings app on iOS where everything's kind of more like a stack the list, um, it'll also include individual settings that are organized by app, much like iOS, and then other redesigns for default apps uh, within macOS 13. We already have seen how iOS and macOS have kind of merged and molded and blended together to become more like each other. Uh, when you go up to Control Center on your Mac, that is the Control Center from your phone. So it's really similar. So we're expecting to see that. I'm curious... What is the name of Mac OS 13 going to be? You know, they name them after California parks and locations. We've had Monterey. We've had High Sierra. We've had Big Sur. You think I was going to give a whole show and not say Big Sur? I won't do it a third time because some people will get really annoyed. But the rumors are that they could be calling this Mac OS Mammoth, as in Mammoth Lakes. Or will they call it Mammoth Lakes? I think they would just call it Mammoth. I wish they would call it Wooly Mammoth. Although that's not a park, it is still cooler looking. So macOS 13 Mammoth could be could be what we'll see. But I think when I look at that list of all the things we just talked about, the biggest change really feels like the iPad becoming more Mac-like out of all those the iPhone bringing more Android-like lock screen features with always-on and widgets. Uh, WatchOS 9, we're going to have to wait and see what comes out of that. There's also reports that the health apps, people have been asking for, oh, are you going to bring the phone's health app to you know even the Mac so I can track and look at all this? And the answer to that is no. I think also the iPad could really benefit from... Uh, like getting some of Apple's core apps designed specifically for it. Like the calculator like weather, like some basic-ass stuff that it's almost a joke that they refuse to do it now. You know, it it's almost Apple's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we know, we know there's no 
calculator app and we don't care we, like that's funny to us the ipad we're gonna keep on doing that so that just that becomes your bugaboo it's like an abusive relationship i say that jokingly not like for real is funny but how someone does something and they know they're doing it and they know it bugs you and they're gonna keep on doing it and it doesn't matter because you're still gonna stay with them you might get mad at them but you're still gonna stay with them and it is abusive but you still stay with them and apple knows that and that is exactly what we are doing so apple keynote wwdc they launched uh, even their kind of their live stream on their youtube page they put up a cool like new graphic of like i think six memojis and then one of them is at the center looking down at the at a macbook pro with their glow from the screen uh, the the main presentation though for all of us that i will be at at apple park is going to be on june 6th monday 10 a.m pacific time I'm so bummed I can't do a live stream. I mean, I I really feel like the live streams, they give me life. You all call in. We have like crazy fun together. But, you know, I will be on site and I'm not, look, I'm very thankful to be invited. But but that's kind of one of those things that I just really, it's like, I don't know, it just juices me up when we do the live show. But then being on site and then getting first look, first access and potentially being able to be part of the group to put up the first videos of whatever they announce if they do have something for us to now to look at um i think that's really cool too so i'll be there i'm so sorry i won't be able to do a live stream but i'm gonna give you as much badass coverage as i can um from my perspective when they send me out there and again i can only say thank you to all of you for allowing you you all are the ones that made this happen, that make this happen. And uh, it's just kind of amazing. All right, everybody, that is going to do it for this week's show. Remember, we got to give our big thanks to our Platinum Apples at the $100 level. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support this show. Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Freighter, Jared Luce, and Atari Koenigsegg, thank you so much for your support, and thank you to everyone. It starts at 2 bucks a month, 5 10 25 and the $100 level. And we will also be, for Patreon supporters, I will be doing our kind of hangout, super raw, casual live stream on Friday. That would be, what, June the 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th. June the 10th, I was counting with my fingers. Like, if you heard me, like, I was literally looking at my fingers. So June 10th, I will have our own Patreon-exclusive live stream to talk about everything from WWDC and then see all your lovely faces because, man, that's also really fun, too. So... That's going to do it for this week, everybody. Buckle up. WWDC 22 coming up. We'll talk to you soon. We'll be back here next week. I will have a special guest for the podcast as well to talk about everything that happened. Same bad time, same bad channel. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Take care and be safe. Peace. Peace.